So, a question. I wonder if any of you have made any New Year's resolutions already to start tomorrow? No? Or did you make any at the start of 2023 that you can, A, still remember what they were, and B, dare I ask, even stuck to? I mean, honestly, I am rubbish at New Year's resolutions. It may be that I can manage to eat no chocolate on the 1st of January, or even, dare I say, not have a glass of wine on the 1st of January. But by the time we're a few days in, it's all gone out of the window. I am hopeless with those. So I am not going to encourage you to make New Year's resolutions today. That's not what this is all about. You'll be pleased to know. But instead, I'm going to invite you into a New Year's reflection. This is not going to be a typical sermon. It's going to be a little bit more reflective than usual. I'm going to start by sharing a few thoughts on that wonderful passage that Debbie has just read to us. And then in the second part of my talk, I'm going to lead us all through a guided time of reflection as we spend time with God individually to prepare for the start of 2024. But first, I have a question for you. And you can put your hands up if this is you. Has anyone ever run a marathon? Run a marathon. We've got a few. Okay. I would like to know what you did to prepare for your marathon, Sarah and Nick. Well, apart from lots of running, um, scheduling those and getting those in the diary so that they absolutely happened each week. Thank you so much. Lots of running, being organised. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Scheduling that in. Nick, anything to add? Uh, eating lots of pasta. Okay, eating lots of pasta. Perfect. I'm going to come over to Julian, who was the other hand up. Julian, how did you prepare? Making sure the people who were sponsoring me knew about it beforehand. Very good. So there's something now about sponsorship and making sure they knew about it. Anyone else run a marathon? Was there one here? Apparently, apparently so, but no. Novice marathon, that still counts in my mind. That's more than I've done. I mean, I am not a runner. I, I bet some of you have done the couch to 5K where you start off on your sofa and gradually run a little bit more every day. I've not even done that. Jogging was a failed New Year's resolution from several years ago for me to see this is what I'm saying. I just don't do New Year's resolutions. But I would like you to join me in imagining we are all preparing to run a marathon. And let's think a little bit about what that might look like. We've heard about the food, we've heard about the running, we've heard about the sponsorship. So let's just think a little bit more about some of those things. Firstly, the training. Okay, so you don't just start one day by thinking, I'm going to run a marathon today. You start by running a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more and a little bit more to increase your stamina and your general fitness. And you need to learn to run at the right speed as well, because this is a long distance. It's not a 100-meter sprint. So it's not going to work if you start off super fast and then you run out of steam by halfway round or even earlier. You need to pick a sustainable pace for the long haul. Now, none of these guys said that they had anyone helping them, but I think if I was going to run a marathon, I might get a coach to help me, because I know that this would not be my area of expertise. And certainly, Nick said about eating the right food. I reckon you need to have the right kit as well, the right clothes to wear. I'm thinking sort of something a bit lycra-y and a bit more sort of tight and fitted and not going to hold you back. And you need to work out what, what you're going to take with you and what you're not going to take with you 
so you don't get weighed down by too much stuff that you're trying to carry along while you're running your marathon. In the meantime, while you're getting ready, the organisers are getting ready as well. They're marking out the route. They might be filling in potholes so that you don't get tripped up. Wouldn't we all love that to happen a bit more around here? They might be cutting back tree branches, getting rid of anything that could trip you up on the day. And then the day comes and the crowds gather. All your friends and family might come and support you, your colleagues, anyone else who's there to cheer you on. And you set off and you start running and you run some more and you run some more and you run a bit more again. And after a while, you start to get tired. And what is it then that motivates you to keep on going? Well, Julian mentioned sponsorship money, and I reckon a lot of marathon runners are motivated by those sponsorship pledges that might have come in, or perhaps by trying to set a personal best time when you cross the finishing line, or something like that. Whatever it is, there will be something that gives you that little bit extra, that little bit of motivation that keeps you ongoing when you are so tired that you want to give up. And as we turn now to look at that passage from Hebrews 12, I want you to hold that image of being a marathon runner in your mind because I think that's going to help us reflect on what God might want to say to us at the start of 2024 from this passage. So we begin on the starting line with a great crowd of supporters around us. Verse 1 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Now, in the context of the book of Hebrews, this looks back to the previous chapter, chapter 11, which had listed many of the great heroes and heroines of faith from the Old Testament and briefly summarized their stories. They are presented there as examples for us to follow. But more than that, they are like a crowd of supporters that cheer us on and encourage us on our own journey. And it's not just those figures from the past either. We might see familiar faces in the crowd around us, members of our families, our friends, our small groups, others from this church community. And as we run our race throughout our life, we don't go it alone. We have all of these supporters encouraging us and cheering us on. And of course, we do that for them as well. So one thing I'd like to encourage you at the start of this year is making the most of one another's support by being honest with each other and sharing what we're struggling with and how someone else could draw alongside us and help us and pray for us into this new year. So let's continue reading verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. So... As I said earlier, you need the right kit to run a marathon. There's no scope to take very much with you. I reckon, I don't know if these guys can give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down, even your keys, your mobile phone, your wallet, none of that goes with you. That all has to be left somewhere safe to pick up when you've finished. Because if you carry too much, it's going to slow you down and you won't be able to finish the race. So I wonder whether there are stuff, things for us that we are carrying that are slowing us down, that are hindering us from running the race that God has for us. Things that we allow to take up space in our diaries and in our lives, but which are perhaps not the most important thing that God has for us in the coming year. 
Let's go back to verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Now, when you're running a marathon, you don't want to come across a tree root on the ground or a pothole. It's going to trip you up and tangle you up, and you can't run very far with a sprained ankle. And this is talking about areas of sin in our lives that maybe tangle us up and get us caught in persistent patterns of sin. And I wonder if for any of us that might resonate, if there's something that we've been putting off dealing with, thinking, oh, I'll, I'll repent of that another day. I can just keep on doing that for a bit longer. God won't mind. But the start of a new year is a time to just think about those things and actually take this opportunity to come to God and say sorry, perhaps to pray with somebody else if that would help you and make a new start going into the new year, living more freely and running our race without those hindrances. So the passage continues, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. The race that God has for us is marked out already. As we read in Psalm 139, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And don't we often wish that God would reveal the whole of the future to us much sooner than he does? But doesn't it always tend to be that he gives us one next step and then another next step and another and so on and so on? And this is where the marathon image starts to break down a bit because with a marathon, you do tend to know what the route is going to look like before you set out and everyone kind of goes on the same route. At least that's how it's supposed to happen. But for us, our race is unique, marked out for us. Your race won't be the same as another person's because you are unique. And God's call on your life will always fit perfectly who you are and what he has shaped you to be. You're not called to do the same thing as the person next to you. But God does have a purpose for your life. At one level, it's really simple. God wants you to get to know him better by spending time each day reading his word and talking to him and listening to him in prayer. And as you do that, God might start to lay on your heart particular things that he's calling you to get involved with. Perhaps ways in which you could serve God and serve others. Or particular concerns you could pray for faithfully over an extended period of time. So keep listening and keep running the race God has marked out for you. We're asked to run with perseverance because God knows it will not always be easy to keep going. Just like the marathon runner, we need to pace ourselves. We need to not start off so quickly that it's unsustainable. So it's important to know what we're not called to do, as well as what we are called to do. And perhaps for some of us, we're carrying too much at the moment. And what God wants us to do at the start of this new year is to lay something down rather than take on something new. So how can we persevere when the race gets tough? Well, let's continue reading from Hebrews 12. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Ultimately, the way to persevere in our Christian lives is to fix our eyes on Jesus. 
we are not motivated by raising sponsorship money or a desire to beat a personal best time. Rather, we fix our eyes on Jesus to give us all the motivation we need to keep going. Jesus is the perfect example of one who did not let difficulties pull him away from completing God's purpose for him. He was insulted, mocked, beaten, put to death on the cross. And yet through all of that, he kept running with perseverance, the race marked out for him, fulfilling God's purpose to bring salvation to you and me through his death and resurrection. He is our supreme example to fix our eyes on. But more than that, he is the one who is exalted at the right hand of God and who pours out his Holy Spirit into our hearts to strengthen us and sustain us day by day. There's a wonderful promise in Isaiah chapter 40, which I keep coming back to again and again when I need to be reminded of God's strength for me to persevere. It says this, God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So as we run the race marked out for us this coming year, let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and keep coming back to be refilled by his spirit, to give us strength and stamina to keep going, whatever this year will bring. Let's remember we don't run our race alone, but we have a great cloud of witnesses and supporters cheering us on in this Christian community and elsewhere. And let's make sure we're not weighed down by things God is not calling us to carry or trapped in any patterns of sin that will tangle us up and hold us back. Now, if you are in one of our small groups and if you've got a very good memory, you might remember that our small group studies for 2023 began with a time of reflection following a form of prayer called the examine. And we're going to use that form of prayer together now briefly before we finish to give us a chance to reflect for ourselves on where we have seen God at work in the past year and what God might be saying to us at the start of 2024. I'm going to ask a series of questions and I'll leave a short time of silence after each one for you to reflect and pray for yourself. So let's begin by just taking a few deep breaths and stilling ourselves, get comfortable on your chair. Just take a few deep breaths, breathing in and breathing out. And you might like to close your eyes and just take another deep breath, breathing in and breathing out. And I invite you to look back over the past year and think, what are you grateful for in this past year? What have been the blessings and where have you seen God at work?
What have been the challenges and the difficulties that have slowed you down in this past year? And how has God been present in those? What commitments and responsibilities are you carrying at the moment? And is there anything that you sense God calling you to lay down as you start the new year? Are you caught up in any ongoing patterns of sin at the moment? And can you come to God in repentance and receive his forgiveness and make a fresh start? Looking ahead to the coming year, what does the race marked out for you look like as far as you're currently aware? What fills you with joy? What fills you with anxiety or fear? And how can you fix your eyes on Jesus this coming year? Is there one way you could commit to now to help you draw closer to him? And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race marked out for us this year. Help us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, more and more each day so that we will follow your example and not grow weary and lose heart. Fill us again and again with your spirit 
that we may soar on wings like eagles this year. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.